everyone. This is your host, Susanna. Welcome to another episode of the 5 to 8 Shift Podcast. I'm thrilled that you're here. I'm thrilled that you're spending a couple minutes of your week with me. So today, this episode is coming out on August 12th, and that means it is the third episode in our Throwback Thursday Summer Series, where we are rebroadcasting some of the most popular episodes from Season 1. And today's episode is probably one of my favorite interviews that I did over the course of season one. And this is with my friend, Laura. So Laura uh, runs an organization that helps couples really work on their marriages. And so she has two kids and I asked her to come on the podcast to talk about how we can build some of the foundational building blocks of building a strong family, which is really building a strong marriage. And so Laura is has some great insights. She's really funny. I loved having her on the podcast. I told her I wish that she was my neighbor and I could just hit her up all the time for some uh, advice about some of the things. And she has such a compassionate yet firm way of sharing her advice and things she's learned and things that she's helped couples really eat up and down the East Coast implement to make their marriages stronger. So if you are listening to this Uh, On the day it comes out, August 12th, it's actually my birthday. So happy birthday to me. I'm doing a little giveaway on Instagram. So if you want to check that out, get involved, maybe share this episode. I am at at Susanna.McMonagle on Instagram. And we'll be running the giveaway on both August 12th and August 13th. So that is it for me. I hope y'all are having a great summer. I hope you are soaking in these last couple days here before I've already started to see back to school posts. So we got a couple more weeks up here in Philadelphia. And I hope you do too. And if you don't, I hope you're making the most of it and getting ready for the next chapter, which is this next school year. So thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate it. Y'all have a great day. Susanna McMonagle, and you're listening to the 5 to 8 Shift Podcast. We are so glad that you decided to check us out. The 5 to 8 Shift Podcast exists to encourage, educate, and inspire parents throughout their own parenthood and family life adventure. We know parenting can be tough. I am not trying to sugarcoat it. But few worthwhile things in life come without some sweat and some hard work. And family life is worth every ounce of effort. We're building a community of parents to remind you that you're not alone and we are thrilled that you're here. Each month we highlight stories from our parent community and share the latest research and tips to help families thrive. If you like what you hear today, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I believe family is one of life's greatest adventures and I am so excited to chat with you today. I look forward to cheering you on in your own five to eight shift. It's the most important shift of the day. being here I am so I'm so excited to have you why don't you start off by giving my my listeners a little introduction about you hello everyone and first thank you Susanna for having me I am so excited to be here with you I am Laura Gethers I have been married for 12 years it'll be 13 years in July and I have two children ages seven and nine who I have the honor of being able to homeschool 
in addition to those very important roles, I am also the founder of Love Harder Marriage Coaching, where I equip couples with the tools they need so that their relationships can succeed. That is the goal. I want to give you a tool and you figure out how you can use it to help enhance and grow your marriage. I am also the author of a 30-day marriage devotional, Your Marriage is Worth Fighting For, and an ebook, How to Fight Fair in Your Marriage. I know the fighting theme has gets lots of questions. I'll talk more <laughs> about that later. But in addition to that ebook, I also created a workshop, How to Fight Fair in Your Marriage. And it's all about conflict resolution. And it is one of the most requested and most attended workshops by husbands. So <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoy doing that. And in addition to that, I serve in many other capacities um, throughout my community, just making sure that I teach my children how to be a good steward over where they live. Yes. Yes. My husband and I talk a lot about stewardship, you know, just like yeah. stewarding your role as a parent, stewarding your home and like, even like your grocery budget. Like it's yes. so, it's so valuable. <laughs> awesome. So tell us how you got into this work of marriage coaching. I think that's so interesting. So let me tell you, first and foremost, my background was not and therapy, counseling, coaching, anything. Okay. I, I was an avid sports player in high school. I actually ran track and field in college. Love it. And I, I had the utmost respect for my coaches because sometimes I wasn't the easiest to coach. Looking back, you can be I know, very We can thankful. only say that in hindsight, right? Yes. Looking back, you can be very thankful for those people yes. who helped groom you. But um, once I got married... I was starting to hang around some married friends and I noticed that there was a lot of trouble, a lot of unspoken, unspoken issues. And a lot of couples were starting to lead towards separation and divorce. And one of my friends were like, well, you should do something. You know, you're all about um, family, marriage, love. And I'm like, I have no idea what <laughs> you think I'm capable of, but this yeah. is not up my alley. But I continued to think about it and think about it and think about it. And my sisters got married. My two baby sisters got married. And that was a game changer for me because I realized that we hadn't seen a healthy marriage. Hmm. And so I started writing out the devotional book, but it was going to be a Christmas gift for my sisters. And what it was, was just this, the word of God, scriptures um, throughout 1 Corinthians 13, and I broke them down into everyday scenarios. And I talked about how they could use those scenarios to determine what type of marriage they wanted. Yeah. That was my whole purpose because I love my sisters. Of course. And so, you want them to thrive. Yes. And so I was working on that. And then I got this wild idea to do this marriage obstacle course that worked on trust, communication, and teamwork. And go. Of course, it goes with sports, something else that I love. So you couldn't complete the obstacle course if you weren't strong in those areas. Or if you did, you had a really hard time doing so. Okay. And so it was a non-confrontational way for couples to be able to discuss their issues. Hmm. And when I tell you the attendees loved it, they loved it. And I was like, oh, wow. You're like, I have stumbled upon something here. I have something here. And 
it, my sisters attended with their husbands and some other friends who had reached out to me about some challenges they were having in their mm-hmm. marriages. So everyone came, everyone gave me awesome feedback on how to make it better. The husbands were like, when's the next one? <laughs> and when you can get husbands to say, when's the next one, you know that you're on to something. Yeah. I feel like that's very <laughs> encouraging feedback right there. Wow. It was. I'm impressed. <laughs> and so I was like, I don't know when the next one will be because I just wanted to give it a try. <laughs> but what ended up happening was I was able to take that workshop to many different marriage, small groups. I was able to travel throughout the East coast and take it to churches and um, counseling centers for couples to do. So that's how it all got started. (laughs) And it's been uphill from there. That is so fun. So, so are the, so is it when you said like obstacles, is it like games or like mini sessions that, that the couples then work through and then debrief, is that kind of how it goes? Yes, that's exactly how it goes. So there are three stations. This obstacle course was about two hours. So one of them, all of them were not physical. Some of them were, you know, you actually had a couple that had a picture. One husband, one person out of the couple had a picture and they were communicating to their spouse what they were seeing and they had to draw it. And (laughs) It tells you whether you are really listening to your spouse or if you're really good with communication. Do you understand how to communicate to your spouse? Because there are different communication styles. Oh, yeah. People receive information. You can look at the same exact thing and see two different things, right? 100%. And so that really highlighted that, the communication part. And then one of the other obstacles, they were tied together and they actually had to navigate together to score a goal. Do you know how hard that is when your legs are tied? <laughs> I can imagine. Together? My husband's like a foot taller than me too. So yeah, it we probably would be very difficult. <laughs> you had husbands that were squatting down low. You know, you did. You had wives on their tippy toes. You had that. And then another one, they were blindfolded. One person was blindfolded and they were navigating them through a physical, which is a lot more difficult to trust someone. Yes. <laughs> They were navigating them through a physical obstacle course. And then I had someone come and say, oh, wait a minute, watch out to see if they would listen to their spouse or if they would listen to the person who they may or may not have known. And you could actually see like them, like some people were navigating toward the unknown voice versus following their spouse. So that opened up the door for a lot of communication. I was going to say that is ripe with a lot of conversation starters right there. Yes. And so- after each station, you get to sit and converse and talk about what you learned. But what I found was that a lot of the couples then went to counseling because they could actually identify issues in which they needed to grow. That and is incredible, Laura. made my heart smile. Yes. <laughs> I feel like that. I mean, that is like, that is good work right there. That it's a, that's amazing. You know, and I literally, I just said this to a girlfriend I was talking to on the phone this week. And I said, you know, in this season of my life, I'm very much like you don't get something for nothing. Yes. And it, and it's the same for marriage. And I feel like if you just sort of toddle along, there's like you said, that unknown voice, you don't even know that you're sort of drifting over there, but it's like when you can put in the work, it's so valuable. And sometimes it's not even a voice it's you idolizing another couple. 
Mm. Or you reading something and thinking that, oh, this should work for my marriage, but you haven't really taken the time to get to know your spouse. I'm going to do a clubhouse thing. I don't know, maybe an IG live where I talk about, are we using our love languages as a tool or as a weapon? Which one are we using them as? Because we, we have these all these resources that we can use to help enhance our marriage. But then we all often use them as to highlight what's not going right. Yes. How our spouse isn't measuring up. Yes. You know, so I'm words of affirmation or something. And so I'm, comp- I'm ho- always holding that against my husband. Yeah. That's the, I think that would be really valuable. <laughs> Instead of asking yourself, do I build myself up? If I know okay. that my love language is words of affirmation, Am I affirming myself daily versus saying, oh, if that's my love language, then you are required to love me that way. No, sweetheart. Now you know what your love language is. Affirm yourself. <laughs> yes, you have the tools. They are there. You have the tools. Yes. yes. Oh, I love that. I love that. And, and, you know, and you said a little bit about um, like idolizing another couple or seeing some things that are working for them. And I think social media can be a dangerous trap with some of that stuff. Yes. If you notice on my page, I do not post a lot about my husband and I, I very rarely post a picture of us because people can easily do that. Yeah. They can easily look at a relationship and think, oh, wait a minute, but you don't see all the work that it took for that couple to get to that place. You may not even see the crumbling of the marriage behind those pictures. So when you are looking at something without knowing the backdrop, you are paving a false narrative that will lead to your demise, <laughs> not theirs, but yours. It is the honest so. goodness truth, you know, and then it's like they announced something about their marriage and everyone's so shocked. And the truth is, you know, it was just a picture, you know, and it wasn't real life. Nope. <laughs> and unfortunately, a lot of people can't determine that. I know. So. I know. And and the comparison game, I feel like that's just, that's always something you have to be aware of because it's just so easy to fall into that trap. You know, you follow somebody because at first they're inspiration. And then, you know, a couple months later, it doesn't, maybe doesn't feel the same way. And that can be really problematic. I agree. I agree. So this is a good segue into some of the things I was hoping you would share with us today about a happy marriage as a foundation for a happy family. Yeah. So I'm sure it is no secret to anybody with children that marriages uh, can become a little more complicated when you bring uh, tiny humans into this world. Yes, it can. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to be honest, you know, because some people, they make it think like, make it seem like it's just a smooth transition. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, no, I don't care. I don't care what people say. (laughs) Me either. I'm like, you will not sell me that lie. (laughs) I live this. Yeah, exactly. Zero <laughs> percent chance. So talk to us a little bit about that. Absolutely. So I do think that a healthy marriage is a is the foundation that you want to lay so that you can have a healthy family. Yeah. And that means that, you know, learning what's age appropriate. First and foremost, let's go back to a healthy marriage. How okay. do we establish a healthy marriage? I think understanding your marital mission is what helps you establish a healthy marriage because now you have something that you both have agreed to. This is why we're together. This is what we wanna accomplish throughout the longevity of our marriage. And you're able to 
understand each other's strengths and weaknesses and how to encourage each other to grow. You have conversations about what I call the seven Fs, faith, family, um, funds, <laughs> friends, uh, finances. I'm forgetting to, <laughs> they'll come to me. Okay. But maybe it's five, <laughs> but yeah, there you, you go. talk about them. You talk about those things and you set goals. You know, and each year those goals build towards you getting closer and closer to your mission. And I think when you have that as a couple, you understand why you're together. Yeah. Then you can communicate that to your children. Look, this is what we want to accomplish as a family. So this is, is, you're saying like a marriage mission statement almost? Yes. Like give me an example. Like what would be um, something that a couple has maybe done in one of your workshops or something? Absolutely. I love it. (laughs) <laughs> okay, you're gonna get me excited, but I love it because my background is in nonprofit consulting oh, and management. So I'm big on mission statements, and so a marital mission statement would be the Jones family desires to leave a legacy of love and wealth, so that their community can grow, so that their children understand and value um, wealth, and so that love can be transferred from each generation. Okay. Can so I just have my own name into that one? And just, that's pretty good. I'll just use that one. <laughs> so, but understanding what are you trying to, what do you want to teach your family? I know me personally, we want to nurture a love for learning in our home. Yes. We want to be continuous learners. And that's about people. That's about the areas that we're interested in. And that's about new things because it keeps things fresh, you know? Absolutely. And I think it's important that you and your spouse first understand why are we together? What are we trying to accomplish? Yes. And then when you have children, you can bring them in. Look, this is, this is why we believe we're together. And this is what we want our family to accomplish together. And so then they now feel a part of the team. Yeah. Now, of course, when they're babies, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you have to navigate through that season. Yep. And I think that's why it's important to continuously evaluate your goals and what you're trying to achieve in each season, because this is the overarching mission, right? Yes. So maybe that first year when we have this child, if, if our goal is to build wealth, maybe we're not going to go out and buy new real estate and renovate homes, but maybe we're going to invest. We're going to find a good investment property, or we're going to find a good um, stock to invest in. You know, something that doesn't require so much of our Running effort, around, but it continuously yeah. grow our wealth, right? Mm-hmm. If we want to um, nurture learning, then maybe we're not going to attend a conference this year. Maybe if we, we're going to read a book together, right? Yes. Because we're not going to put more on our plate that is going to make this season challenging. Yes. We're going to embrace the season we're in and we're going to figure out how to still accomplish our goals while we're in it. I love that, Laura. And I think when we can do that as couples and our children continuously see the consistency that we have in fulfilling this mission, then they are going to join in and they are going to love reading or they're going to want to continue to learn new hobbies or, or learn new skills as well. And then they're a part of it. So then you have that quality family time mm-hmm. and then you and your spouse are still accomplishing what you set out to accomplish before kids, right? <laughs> and yeah. you're more likely to be happy 
It makes sense, you know, and I think like, even like, you, you know, you just talked about like building generational wealth. I mean, you could talk to even a four-year-old understands a piggy bank and saving money or, you know, you're right that, that you can really make a lot of these quite tangible regardless of their age. Yes. But the thing is staying consistent and what it is that yeah. you really set out to do, because a lot of, and a lot of moms get upset with me and I still love them very dearly, but I'm like, the, the reality of it is, is you're raising adults. That's right. And the goal is for them to do what? That's right. Leave your home and to go and create a family of their own. But if you don't show them what that healthy family looks like while they're in your home, what model do they have? Yes. You have to love your children enough to show them what a healthy relationship looks like. And that's with boundaries. This is mommy and daddy's time. Yes. Right now we're in a pandemic. So date night, it's most likely in your home. For me, it is. But this is a time when our door is shut, shut, or when we are spending time together, you're going to respect that. That's right. You're of the age now where you can go and do something for two hours on your own because you've eaten dinner. You know how to get a snack. <laughs> you're right. You live here. You know where everything is. <laughs> you know where everything is. And so you're going to respect our time together. Why? Because we need to spend this time together so uh, that we can be healthy for you. So good, Laura. I think boundaries are so underrated in families. So underrated. We just live in this culture where I, I, I wrote this, I wrote about this recently, like kids are king. And I'm like, kids are not king. They can be your world, but they're not king. Because as you're saying, we're raising adults. And I always think about we're raising somebody else's spouse. Exactly. And I want my daughter-in-law to like me because I want to see my grandchildren. <laughs> that is the <laughs> truth. <laughs> That's the truth. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I want her to know that I considered her when I was raising my That's son. Right. I have been thinking about you for the last 25 years. You're Hello. <laughs> You know, that's true, Susanna. She, you don't want your daughter-in-law looking at you like, and what did you do? Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. You know, and how often should people sort of like reevaluate or like come back to your goals? Like, is this something where you recommend like every year you should sit down once a year? Because, you know, like we're saying, you add a kid to your family or a pandemic hits, like things need to shift. Like, do you have like um, any recommendations in that? So before the pandemic, I would, I was saying twice a year, every six months, look at it because things happen. Someone could lose a job. Um, yeah. You know, things could heighten on a job where it requires more of your time. So you're not really able to do what you thought you were going to be able to do. Yeah. A lot of things happen, sick parents, whatever. So I would, I would say six months, every six months then, but now I'm saying quarterly set action steps each quarter, <laughs> have more check-in periods yeah. so that you can stop and communicate if things are going to miss. You don't know right now what's going to happen <laughs> week to week. So check in more and make sure that you set those smart goals. The most important one, is it a really attainable? Yes. Can you really do this? Because the last thing you want to add in this climate is more pressure on yourself. You know, take it easy, but keep moving forward. Yeah. You know, and another thing I like about this is, you know, so thinking about setting some of these goals for your marriage, but doing it as parents. 
which hopefully in the future teaches them how to set goals for their family. Absolutely. And it doesn't have to be the same as me, right? I mean, I'm going to bring you along while you're in this house, but for them to really be intentional, I mean, intentional parenting, intentional marriage is it's, it's, it's work, but it's so, it's so valuable. It's so worth it. Absolutely. And my son, since he was five, he's been asking me about his wife. I mean, I have a video where he had came back. He might've been four. He had came back from vacation Bible school. And he was like, I think I found my wife. I was like, what? I sent you to, why are you talking about a wife? Mm-hmm. I mean, and I have it on video because I want to show him one day. Yes. He, he has constantly asked me. So how do I know if she's my wife and how am I supposed to treat her? And all these questions that I am loving yes, because it's telling me that marriage is on his heart. And I want to make sure that we are painting a very, very accurate picture Mm -hmm. or real picture of what marriage is like. They, they understand like age appropriately when my husband and I disagree on something, they're able to watch us navigate through it. And I think one of the biggest things is so many people, you know, you have, extremes where yes. you see your your parents fighting all the time and you don't see how they resolve it yeah or you never see them fight you never see them have a disagreement right yeah. yes but they need to understand how to deal with conflict in a healthy way yeah because i think that is also one of the leading causes to um these quick divorces that we're seeing no one knows how to navigate through conflict that's right and i want my right. kids even now when they have a disagreement we go through it. Okay. What did she do? Yeah. Did you tell her how it made, first, did you talk to her about it before you came to mommy? Exactly. Did you try to resolve it? Because I've, I've given you some skills on how to resolve this. Did you try to? Okay. She's not listening. Okay. Let's go talk to her. Yeah. Now you share, I'm just going to be here and listen. You share with her again, and I'm just going to listen to see what she says and see if we can resolve it. And then I'll step in. But even teaching them that, that you're not always going to get along, but you're also not responsible for someone's happiness. Oof, that's good. That's good. You're not. Now, if you apologize and she's still walking around here sulking, then guess what? Give her some space and let her navigate through her feelings because you've done your part. You've admitted that you were wrong. You asked for forgiveness. Now you get to move on and you allow her to heal how she needs to heal. Because I also don't want them to be in manipulative relationships. Right. (laughs) So all of this, you know, and while also making sure that I'm not going behind my husband and say, oh, don't worry about it. Mommy will deal with daddy. Yeah. Yep. You know, you know, showing them though, mom, yeah, we're going to talk about that too. Yep. They're like, oh, you guys talk about everything. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, yes, we do. <laughs> and we're supposed to, because we both made you and we both need to be in agreement about the choices concerning you. Absolutely. You know, and you have me thinking about like some of the, you said like the quick divorce with the conflict, but like, it's just so tied to communication too, because I think yes. some couples see the conflict as so big they don't even know where to start where it's yeah. like, but if you have some of the communication skills, you can start to chip away at it. Yes, absolutely. 
Oh, yeah. you're giving me a lot to think about today, Laura. This is great. <laughs> this is great. And then so so how do some of these things you've already sort of talked about, you know, the the impact of some of these things on your own kids. But so how does having this strong marriage then, you know, trickle down into some of these great, you know, family habits, parenting habits, that sort of thing? So we're in a season now um, where my son is, he's about to be double digits this year. And he's starting to come into his own. Yeah. And he's starting to want to voice how he feels more and, and do things his way. And we're trying to embrace that with boundaries, right? We want to encourage him to explore what he might like while also respecting when mommy and daddy say, no, we're not gonna do that right now. And I think when we have um, the mindset that we are the parents, it's our jobs as husband and wife to take care of each other. And then we both take care of our children, right? right. So if I'm filling your cup, you're filling my cup, we both have our cups full, we can go pour them into our children, right? Absolutely. What that does in this season for us with my son is he understands that mommy and daddy are in agreement. They're not going to say, one of them say yes and the other say no. That's right. And so it gives him security. It gives him guidelines. Mm-hmm. But most importantly, it allows him the freedom to know that if he comes to one of us, he's going to get the same answer. It creates that consistency for him. Yes. Yes. And I think that is healthy, that like that's very healthy for your children to know that they're in a safe environment where they're loved, but there are boundaries and consistency. Yes. And that can only happen if you and your spouse are in agreement. Yes. And what that does is that builds a confident person who's able to explore things, but also a respectful person that is not afraid to hear no. It doesn't crumble when they hear no that doesn't rebel when they hear no. (laughs) Oh my goodness. That's such a gift. (laughs) So what I'm hoping is these skill sets will be ones that he will use with his children and that my daughter will use with her children when they get older while creating this safe environment, all based off of of parents who have chosen to stick together, to come into agreement, even if they don't always agree. (laughs) That's right. You know, you present that behind it front. Yes. And make them feel safe, secure, loved, and and have boundaries. I think that is going to help us um, create that 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 legacy that we want to see where each generation gets better. Absolutely. And I think when when the parents are really like in this sort of united front consistent piece. It takes a lot of the pressure off of like one parent always answering all the questions in like this category or like we never talk to dad because dad's, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you, it, when, when you're consistent, it feels like there's more of a balance yes. in tackling some of these things, which again, just, just lightens your load as a parent if you have somebody doing 50% of the work. Yes. And sometimes 70%. Sometimes 80% because, but it's not always, it's sometimes. Exactly. Sometimes you might have to do 80 depending on outside things. Sometimes you might have to do 70, you know, but knowing that you have someone who is there that has your back. Yes. 
And no matter whether you're in the home or you're, you're involved in that conversation, they have considered you. Yes. Why? Because you both know what you're working towards, right? Exactly. (laughs) Which, you know, you can circle it all the way back up to what you said about the marital mission statement, right? This is what we're working towards, kid. And, you know, yeah, you know, I I just really think, you know, consistency and boundaries. And I feel like, you know, I'm in a season with little kids. My kids are five, two and five months. Um, Bless you. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But you but like sometimes people like I'll see parents do something and I'm like, I know that's not what they want, but I just know they're so tired and they're so um, just exhausted. And like, I like how you talk about seasons because, and even like the quarterly check-in, I'm like, that's kind of seasons too. I'm yes. like, so it's like, you know, maybe the holidays were really draining in the indoors, but like, okay, so like, let's reset, let's renew. Right. And then get back on that same page. And I think consistency is just, it's, it's, much more powerful than I think people, um, you know, believe it is. I don't know. You know, it's like these things you do with your five-year-old, like, sure, they're not going to remember those things per se, but like, they just remember time after time after time. Mom always said the same thing. Dad was always there when he said he was going to be there, you know? And, um, it's almost like you, you, you pour into them a little bit with all of those consistent decisions Yes. And to your point, we're raising adults. We're raising adults. And to your point, we're raising someone's spouse. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And I want, I want, you know, my, my daughter-in-laws to like me as well. <laughs> Not all the resentment against me. But think about when you're showing them consistency and boundaries, how you're setting them up for success. Yeah. Like I think about that. The times my, my son has these beautiful eyes. I mean, beautiful, big eyes. And I want to give in sometimes. <laughs> but I know that if I give in in that moment, that I am setting him up for failure. Yeah. As, as hard as it is, when I want to say, oh, no, you don't have, you can do it tomorrow. I know he's not going to do it tomorrow. <laughs> I know I'm not going to make him do it tomorrow. <laughs> so no, let's press through and get it done today. <laughs> and it's, it's just, it's just, ah, uh, it's not easy, but it's, it's not it's easy. necessary. It's not easy. And, and, you know, again, going back to what I said earlier, you don't get something for nothing. Like you don't get great kids by, you know, you don't, you just don't get great kids by, you know, not having boundaries, not being consistent. But, you know, what I really like about your work is just the focus on the marriage. And I just feel like when you have, I consider marriage like the foundation. It is. And so when you don't have a solid foundation, it's hard to put good things on top of it. I agree. It's going to crumble. Yeah. It it will. Eventually it's going to crumble. Yeah, it's only that's, time. That's why I really do encourage couples. I don't care what season you're in. Find some consistency in spending time yes. with each other. Yep. You know, I made a post uh, maybe last week about, you know, not just going out on dates to enjoy the food or to enjoy the scenery, but going out there on dates to connect with your spouse. Yeah. You have to have that constant check-in, that constant connection. Knowing where they are, knowing how they're trying to grow as an individual, knowing where your marriage is, like how they're viewing your marriage. Like it's so essential to 
you being able to create a healthy environment, not a perfect one, but a healthy one where you both are able to thrive as individuals and thrive as a couple and then thrive as a family. Yep. I love the analogy. I'm going to try to make something where, where you said you fill each other's cups and then your cups are full and you can pour into your kids. I'm literally going to like find a painting of that and put that up somewhere or print (laughs) or something because it's really powerful. Yeah. It's really powerful. Oh, Laura, this was so great. I want to be cognizant of our time here. Um, and I have, um, first of all, I have 97 more questions I could ask you. So maybe I'll have you on next season again. Um, this has been I would love to. so fabulous. I asked my guests two questions at the end. And the first one is, what is your favorite family activity? So before November, I would have just said family game night. We are we love family game night. Me too. But in November, my husband created this Nerf gun challenge. Okay. It's a Nerf Tell gun obstacle more. course throughout our house where we're rolling, doing forward rolls and shooting at targets. And and I we just had the time of our lives in that here. So fun. So I think Nerf gun wars or Nerf gun challenges might be my new family favorite. I like it. Mainly because I won. But <laughs> that helps. <laughs> but I love the physical activity part of it. It was something where we were cheering each other on and just good old fun. And I felt like it really included what my children love because they have tons of Nerf guns around here. <laughs> but they really, I felt like it really included something that they love in this season. So it's become a, a quick family favorite. That's awesome. You know, and I, uh, games are so great because I feel like, you know, it forces the parents like off our phones, off our laptops, like we need to be present. I would imagine in a Nerf gun challenge, you have to be really present. It's yes. not like you can even like look at a text message where <laughs> you're going to lose or get shot by a Nerf, a Nerf bullet. So um, that's real. That's fun. And y- your kids are great ages for that. That's yes. probably right up their alley. But before uh, that, we have just about every board game you can imagine. We love it. <laughs> we do a lot of games in the winter. It, it's, yes. it's perfect, you know? And again, I'm all about being present as a parent. And I think yes. games are just like low hanging fruit, yes. especially when your kids get older, their games I like too, <laughs> you know, in the beginning, it's kind of like, oh boy, uh. but yeah. <laughs> and so lastly, how can people connect with you? Where can we learn more about you and your, your book and your ebook and some of your awesome resources? Um, how can people quickly get that information? Uh, you can go to my website at Laura, L-A-U-R-A, gathers, G-E-T-H-E-R-S.com. It has everything on there on all social media. I'm at Love Harder Marriage Coaching. Okay. And that's on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Okay. Yeah. And your, your Instagram has some links to, um, don't you have like a merit, uh, a marital mission statement template available somewhere? Yes, but I I have something new and I can share it with your audience first. Oh, I am going to put up the marital mission statement. I did a small walk through on how to create one for your family. That's how much I believe in having that as a foundational piece. So I'm going to put that up there Amazing. with the worksheet to really help couples navigate 
through creating marital mission statements because I truly do believe that is where you lay that firm foundation so that your family can grow and develop on it. Oh, that is exciting. And it's just, I feel like it's just so tangible. It's, it's, you know, you spend time on it, you have it, you look at it, you can refer back to it. It's not like being like, oh, we're generous people. Like, it's like, no, we have this thing that says generosity is a value for us. Yes. And what Uh, generosity looks like for you. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. Exactly. Oh, Laura, thank you so much. Thank you for being here and spending, um, you know, an hour with me. I just, I, this is so encouraging. This is awesome. <laughs> uh, I really appreciate it. It's been my pleasure. I have enjoyed spending this time with you. Good, good. Thank you for sharing your expertise. All my listeners are going to, you know, be, be ready to like hit the ground running with some of this stuff. So, and I'm excited because that means more strong marriages and more strong families. Absolutely. Keep doing what you're doing. Your work is very important because like you said, we need healthy families so that we can create healthy communities and healthy societies. So keep doing the, the honorable work that you're doing. Thank you. Thank you so much, Laura. Thanks for listening in today. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to rate and review us wherever you're listening to this podcast. Be sure to share with us on Instagram what you liked most about the episode by tagging me at Susanna.McMonagle. And lastly, if you want more information about the 5 to 8 Shift, you can check out our website, the5to8shift.com. We'll see you guys next time.